0: Please listen carefully.
1: I can't trust these fairy decks. There was a there was a very teeth teeth heavy blowjob. Like she bit She like rubs her teeth on the head and I was like, okay.
0: I like she's brushing her teeth with his dick. <laughs> What's up, sisters? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. Now, I had like a little intro planned for this theme where I was going to be like, what's, you know, our, our theme today, guys, for the audience, it's all about things we think could have been better. We've called it grievances. Uh, just the kind of stuff that we've read or watched. where like, you could have been great. You could have been a fucking contender, but they whiffed they flopped. They didn't go as hard as they could have. So they failed. So I had a whole intro ready, but we've been recording for 10 minutes and quite frankly, seven minutes of that is gold. (laughs) So I think that was our intro. Uh, And I feel like we can go, yeah, I feel like we can go right into this. I know this was a little bit of a hard one for Nat, she said, to come up with uh, a uh, like an option for, but I did not really struggle this episode. I was like, I don't like lots of things. And I think there are lots of things that could have been great that had so much potential, but then because the people writing them are like boring white people, it's like, Oh man, you fucked up. You failed so hard. And this could have been magical. And I feel like that's a very common problem with lots of things. So that's really the theme of this episode.
2: I mean, we talked about like having a hard time feeling for things. And I think that, especially currently and i think part of it for me is if i really don't like something i stop watching it i stop reading it i don't care enough i forget about it it's out of my mind or if i'm watching something and i don't really feel much for it and it could have been better therefore a grievance that i might have i just like i can't find the energy to be aggrieved (laughs) you know what i mean but you also from a reading standpoint
0: the amount of content you ingest is quite frankly disgusting so i feel like they're not all winners you know somewhere in there
2: you could have pulled out usually the ones that are not winners i'm reading not for the purposes of you know, like I'm not being like they're like this could have had potential. I'm sitting there be like, this is a historical romance. I'm reading purely for the romance, like that's it. I don't care. I'm not giving it more than three stars. I'm gonna enjoy it in that really, way. Yeah. A Stephanie rating, <laughs> yeah, <a> Stephanie rating,
0: <laughs> a Stephanie rating. This is one of the best books I've ever read. Three and a half stars.
2: But like, if like, if I'm I am reading think like I've a romance. Like, if I'm reading, like, a romance that I'm really not enjoying, like, I really hate them, I'm going to let go of it. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to stop. I don't. I refuse to read past a certain number of, like, chapters. It's not happening. Goodbye. My time is money. (laughs) Except that time, that doesn't mean anything right now. So, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is time?
0: Well, I'm excited for this. I think there's a, a rich well to draw from. Because, again, I think there's a lot of things out there that just, they, they. They went right side greatness. They got so close. They almost touched it. They almost touched it. But at the end of the day, they couldn't get past their whiteness. They couldn't get past their male gaze. They couldn't get past their age. They were a bunch of 50-year-olds writing about 17-year-olds. And it was like, well, this is a decision. Uh, So I think we got some there. And so on that note, let's roll into it. Stephanie, what is your... uh, Grievance is probably not the right word. But what is your...
1: Disappointing pick. I mean, we're fans of this movie on the podcast. We are probably its number one fan. And and continue, we pick it, even though it's awful. And I that's mind-blowing to me. So, like, to be honest, I didn't want to think that hard. <laughs> and this week, as I've said, I'm having trouble focusing on anything. And I need more smart people to write reviews of things I don't like. So, I went with Vampire Academy, first thing that came to my head. And if you're wondering what Vampire Academy is, let me give you the sentence synopsis. Rose, a half-human, half-vampire, must do whatever it takes to protect her best friend Lissa, the princess of the Moroi, from enemies both inside and outside the walls of Saint Vladimir's Academy. So this was a boarding school, boarding school movie. Vampire is very hot right now. This was supposed to overtake the success that was Twilight, based on a six six book book series that was also very successful. That I think only was as was only as successful because of Twilight. You had a bunch of new, on the brink of being discovered actors, such as Zoe Dutch, Dominic Sherwood, who is Jason Shadowhunters, would later become Jason Shadowhunters. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy was in this, which is wild. She was a feeder girl, so the vampires would feed off her. Lucy Fry, who I don't think has done much. Um, who else is in there? Sarah Highland, Cameron Monaghan. Claire Froy was in this? Jesus Christ. Lots of people in this. So whatever. You're watching the movie and you immediately are disappointed. Like, so disappointed. And I'm like, oh, what a fucking waste of time. And But then you get to the last maybe 10 minutes. And there's like two or three jokes that come out. And you're like, what? I can't believe this. That you saved the best jokes to the end. This could have been this movie this whole time. But you didn't do it. And the, the one joke. So I was like, I'm going to rewatch this movie because is it even on netflix still who's to say Also, but literally one line i'd do anything for my daddy out of context you don't know what i'm saying i'm gonna about to play it right now here is it from the movie <laughs> considering i'll have to kill you you made your own daughter turn strugoy
0: and how do you think i can circumvent the outside security
1: i do anything
2: for my daddy <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're back hello <laughs> And I was like, that's the kind of stuff that could have been sprinkled out throughout this movie this whole time and you didn't even do it? The writers of this movie had also written... Was it Mean Girl? No. Uh, they had also written... Oh shit, what is it called? Freaky... It Jawbreaker? Fr- mean Girls, Freaky Friday. They had also... What's the... Um, Heather's? I think I it's Heather's. Jobreaker. Heather's. I think it was Heather's. Heather's. Mark Waters. And... And you can tell, you can, like, so when you rewatch the movie and you listen over, or you, like, (laughs) once you get past your disappointment and you go back over and you watch this movie, you can see the little parts that kind of don't connect with anything else. So you could tell that they had major rewrites and, like, rewrote all the good shit out of this whole fucking movie. There's a part where a girl's dress gets ripped off and he's like, I must burn it. Comedy, genius, and yet. And yet they just did not follow through and i don't know was it the studio like even the books are pretty good like i'm going to say they're way way better they're like entertaining i enjoyed reading them when i was like 18 19 and it couldn't follow through and i don't know why were they cowards could this have, if they came out nowadays i think it probably would be 10 times more funny cuz netflix would be like go the, go ahead we don't care uh the soundtrack this is when you know something was good. They have a good soundtrack. This movie also had a good soundtrack. Didn't follow through. Marketing excellent, but it didn't make the money and this could have been a long six movie series and cowards all of them and I don't know how dare they do this to me. We talk about this movie probably we're the only <laughs> the only people on the planet who care about this movie as much as we do. I'll I feel like we've them. all
2: rewatched it so many times oh, too. Have we not sure? like
1: together like once a year at least (laughs) together and apart we watch this movie all the time
0: I'm so happy you picked this too because I watched this movie in theaters so did I (laughs) and I have so many opinions on like what I think happened here because when you look at I didn't read the source material but I know of it and I've heard that it's like genuinely really good and like very funny and then you look at the writers and you're like you have you write funny shit like you could have done this and it feel it like reeks of a studio and I think that If they had made this when Twilight didn't exist, I actually think it might have been better because the movie has a lot of, like, moments of you can tell they want to be kind of irreverent. Like, they want to make fun of the Mm -hmm, concept. mm -hmm. But I think because Twilight was so popular, it's, like, a double-edged sword. That's why this movie got made. But... They want, like, I, a studio probably wanted it to be, like, Twilight. And that's where some of the focuses come in. Because when it's at its best is when it's absurd. The fucking dress scene, to this day, seared into my memory that he rips off that dress. And then when he rips off the necklace afterwards, like, it's absolutely fucking hilarious. At the very end of the movie, you just have this great moment where she's, like, trying to get this bird to rest on her arm. And I'm like, how what and 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 also the chemistry between the two best friends the Mm -hmm. main girl and her like vampire bestie like excuse me you're gonna tell me this was a straight movie no we've discussed already vampires are not straight and this movie could have said that it almost did
1: i'm looking at who distributed this movie and it was the weinstein company so like that's all that's all we need to know
2: um i mean it, yeah then they were definitely trying to like imitate like the quote-unquote seriousness of exactly the twilight romance and you could definitely see that in parts but it was already ridiculous to begin with because this man was like 40 years older than her already so you're like 24,
1: she was maybe <laughs> seventeen.
2: oh my god now that you say that it's the weinstein company
0: and then that's the creepiest thing about this movie this man is yeah. so much older than her he is her teacher basically yeah he is he, he is her teacher that was another thing how do you fuck up
1: vampires plus magic school basically it's like perfect the premise is perfect for anything like again this probably could have been a tv show looking back if netflix was um as into what ooh. pardon pardon my email if netflix was like into that kind of shit in tv shows that's what it would have been but we got this movie instead and it took itself too seriously. And that was its fatal flaw. <laughs> and just so, like, people know how crazy we are, it has a 13% rotten – no, sorry, 16% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.5 on M- M- IMDb, and then a 31% on Media Critics. So they also lost $15, $15 million <laughs> on this movie. <laughs> they, they also only- – <laughs> I'm sorry. They did not market it. Like, I only
0: knew that movie came out because I was at the movies constantly – they did not advertise to me. And I think it's because they didn't know how to. Because it it should have been a funny movie. And they they failed. They didn't want, I, they didn't so
2: want it. I only knew about this movie because uh, at the time I was still hanging out with people I worked at a bookstore with. And we would always go to, together to watch like book to yeah. movie movies. And so like this is one of those. We went together together. This group was not made for this movie, <laughs> but there was there was me and this other girl who has the driest humor ever, and we're both cackling, <laughs> and the guys that are with us, they're like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm like, mm, no, this movie was not made for you. This movie
0: was made for us. I still remember walking out of that movie with my friend and being like, was it good? Like, yeah. we were just having this conversation of like, I'm so, like, I'm happy, but I feel cheated. Sad. I feel like it, sad. It was a, yeah, it was a like hard moment of like, oh, we could have had so much, but they leave you on the best, funniest note of the whole movie that you're kind of like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at in my emotions. <laughs> but we, we've watched this movie together. Again, if this movie is still getting any views on any streaming service, it's us. It's us and those of you out there that enjoy like you can feel joy you have a great sense of humor like that movie it the potential magical so happy you picked this and
1: like if you're if you have never (laughs) if you watch this and you're like this was terrible like maybe read the books to see how it could have been Ugh, It, it was too it came out in 2014 that was not the right time i don't think it was the right time no one was ready for it no one was expecting something to be so great because then i think later on came um also, The Duff, that was a great movie that was kind of the equivalent that could have been what it was. But we weren't, the world wasn't ready. We were ready and we were denied what we deserved. We were denied what we deserved. And um, I'm never, I'm never going to forgive the entertainment industry from denying me a, a, a second movie. Oh my God. Like, no,
0: no, no. And Netflix is is, this is a time where I'm like, yeah, Netflix is the one that should have made that.
1: If it Netflix would have
2: had made that, oh so good. And if I feel like if I ever were for Netflix, I'm gonna be like, bring back. Bring this I'd be like, listen, I have a pitch
1: for you, and it's gonna sound real dumb. You know <laughs> no. what I'd no. pay for? I'd pay to see the original script, the first script they wrote without any edits, because I yeah guarantee you it's better than this. Yeah,
2: I wonder if they're selling it somewhere on eBay or
1: something. I tried to I look it up, find.
2: but I couldn't find. I feel it.
1: like it's not enough of
0: a cult classic. Like this has such cult classic potential. And I think that a little bit out there, but I think one, the audience of people who normally make things cult classic, I think kind of like ignores this movie, like doesn't know that it exists. And that's an absolute shame, but it also, it's a little too regular. If it had gone just even one step further in its like wildness, Ugh. I think it could have absolutely hit like cult classic potential even without fully reaching the potential it has to just genuinely be like an absolute hilarious movie. Nat, cause I know we're going to spend a long time on your pick as well.
2: Nat. I mean,
0: <laughs> what is your, Oh, could have been great.
2: Well, we'll see. We'll see if we'll spend a long time on this. I think we've also complained about this movie excessively. We all watched this together, by the way, Netflix partied it up. I think just in normal life, we've complained about it quite a bit. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, we're going to talk about the 2020 Rebecca oh. <laughs> with Army Hammer and Lily. <laughs> what's her face? What's her face? L- L- Lily James. James. Lily James. I always forget her last name. There's too many Lilies. This was, of course, this came out. We watched this before the new Army Hammer news. So, this is like pre us knowing he was a cannibal or whatever he is now. Uh, serial killer. We don't know yet. As as Steph has pointed out, Demois is going to tell us when she drops. Know. Apparently,
1: she'll let us know, and I'll let you know because you guys can't be bothered. To <laughs> like both how you mind. say that like you have a direct connection. We're still it's waiting amazing. for that big it's, it's, news to drop. Did you know it's actually me?
2: <laughs> I, I would believe it if you told if you actually
1: revealed that. Could you? Uh, I'm just. like, I'd have to be on social media more than I am already. <laughs> Maybe this is why you don't have time to throw i so fucking
0: media. pissed. Yeah, if you were running a fucking social media account and not doing anything, I would lose my mind. I would come to your house in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> to, uh, to confront you face to face. I would go to Etobicoke. That's
2: how mad it would make me. I would die okay okay so if you don't know what Rebecca is it's based on this gothic novel by the author Daphne du Maurier um there's been many movies actually I don't know if it's actually many movies it's probably at least two or three okay it's just two I've been confirmed two movies (laughs) obviously the most famous the being the Alfred Hitchcock version which I believe won an academy award as well the movie is that classic gothic novel trope story dead wife husband in this case a woman in Monte Carlo ends up having like a an affair with a recent widower. Not affair, I guess they like have a courtship is what they call it. A courtship with the recent widower. And they like after that very short courtship, they decide to get married and then she moves into his ginormous mansion in england called manderley which is quite famously known and then of course she meets mrs danvers the housekeeper and in this movie the actress that plays her excellent actress a hundred percent very pissed off the whole time believed it loved the performance did i get the uh lesbian tension of her love for the ex- mrs de winter slash rebecca yes yes i did i did get that element i did felt like they captured that moment but the rest kind of fell short like the the movie was pretty to look at like there was like nice landscapes whatever but like it didn't feel gothic like it didn't like it had like all the elements of the story it was very like yeah they did the whole the whole story with like how rebecca died under mysterious circumstances and they did like the whole investigation thing and they revealed like everything else it was wrong there was no gothic feel to it it went from like very bright very brightly shot to like kind of like a stale look if we're talking about like the look of it but then like it didn't capture anything there was no feeling in it it was i don't know it was just like everything was bad army hammer terrible only had one pair of pants The whole movie. A pair of yellow pants. That's all we saw. (laughs) Those mustard yellow pants? (laughs) Like, what did they spend so much money on, like, I don't know what, and then, like, the pants were all they could afford?
0: It was Lily James' wardrobe. She was super poor, but somehow she had an outfit for every outing.
2: Yeah, she looked amazing. It was fine. I mean, was that what I was looking for from this movie? Absolutely not. (laughs) also this is like a total side note but the the house that they shot in netflix also reused that house for another movie later and you can tell it's the same mo- the same house that they shot it in and i was like <laughs> uh
0: i don't know how as a canadian you're not used to that because i can <laughs> i can pick out casa Loma. Like no one's business. Like every time I watch a movie, I'm like, oh Casaloma, oh Casaloma. Like I just know the steps of Casaloma as though I live there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like it was just like, I don't know. Nothing about this movie felt like it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? And like I wanted a reason not to have to watch an Alfred Hitchcock movie to enjoy Rebecca. But then this came along and it was like, no, we're gonna make you hate Rebecca. That's what we're gonna do. That's our goal. We want you to actually hate the novel. <laughs> we're not going to capture a capture a single theme just fyi rotten tomatoes rates us at like a 36 percent i believe yeah. uh, which i think is much yeah much How too high, much care. Too high.
1: they give a higher rating to this than vampire academy that's yes! an outrage
2: <laughs> at least vampire academy made me feel something it's true yeah like there's not a single moment where i felt anything other than disdain for this whole thing like maybe maybe mrs danvers i enjoyed her but then it just got like It wasn't like enough
1: (laughs) at some point. And you were like, they didn't follow through with Mrs. They didn't follow. That's
2: exactly it.
1: That's a guy. Should I talk about the bad shit that was going on? So, you know how you said everyone, what was it? They, they hated the story. Well, I would agree because everyone filming that hated their time filming that story because little did I know, or little did we all know that during this time, Army Hammer was trying to have sex with Lily James and she was not into it. Crazy. so she was worrying about that she wasn't giving a great performance this is all i hear from the drama sides so like not that's and then i remembered why i didn't watch this movie with you guys is because i heard all this shit and i was like i'm not wasting my time and then i dipped out so I, I was I... not in that netflix party for that reason
0: that makes all sense. Rebecca is one of those ones where they really were like, oh, we'll just get two attractive people, and they'll have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is no chemistry between those two people at all, and it's probably because Army Hammer
1: wanted to eat her. It's true. He wanted to eat that rib. He wanted to barbecue it, and he wanted to eat But it. here's the
2: thing. I didn't even feel that kind of tension. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing uh, there. I there see was what you mean. nothing
1: there. Well, because empty- Army Hammer that. is not a good actor, and as you, I'm sure everyone has read, he has never... Been a draw to the box office, so I'm shook that he has any leading roles at any point in time ever.
2: I was gonna say, here's a good line about it it's not just an awful film, it's just an acceptable one, but it's just cinematic wallpaper like Army Hammer. Even cinematic wallpaper is like a little bit generous because gothic
0: horror is such a visual, like, yeah, again, it's so stunningly beautiful. Like, one movie I always think of for gothic horror is that Guillermo del Toro one with Loki, Tom Hiddleston. Oh yeah. I forget what it's called but Crimson like Crimson Peak thank you Crimson Peak Crimson Peak like whether you like it or not stunning and like perfect being a gothic yeah. where it's like beautiful and eerie rebecca is like they spend so much time not at the fucking castle that it's not gothic at all in those moments it's just like here's a fucking hotel in like italy it's stunning and then they get to the castle and it's
2: just like a Mm -hmm. regular fucking thing and they just put like a blue filter over everything and this is like the crazy part to me like it's like uh, some people talk about how like it's really hard in the modern time to emulate gothic crimson peak was done perfectly fine this person you could tell this person understood what gothic actually meant but in this case somebody misunderstood what gothic meant somehow and was like so we're gonna add like a filter and that's it (laughs) and not like there's not and like it doesn't even have to be architecture it's just like the feel is off (laughs) it is like even the outfits like
0: lily james has great outfits during the whole thing but at the same time it's like (sighs) I need high necklines. I need imposing. I like the it didn't dresses, tell a story. The clothing can yeah, tell a story. Yeah, the costumes are just as much a part of the feeling of gothic horror as the like architecture and the castles are. And if I don't feel like like the castle, like the Manderley Castle is a prison to a certain extent for um for Lily James, but you don't get that. Like none of that comes across. This was made by a bunch of people that are used to making big movies and not used to making something that's actually like telling a story. Like this mm-hmm. was just wrote. It was like, hey, let's get our paycheck and let's walk away. Yeah. And like I'm gonna say a lot of that too is the direction of it, because look at who you cast. Like you you had to tell a romance essentially. And a fucked up one at that. And you were like, I know who I'm going to pick. Two people who could not have less chemistry. Two
2: people who could be related. It's somehow, it's worse because like, the contents of the story itself are already, there's problematic elements to it, obviously. Especially like now. But there was an opportunity to tell it in a way that made sense and they fucked even they they didn't even make it even close to that they barely they barely like it was so terrible
0: the best (laughs) one is you can retell and rejig this story for 2021 and have it be interesting how interesting could this could have been if the end Lily james kills army hammer and basically takes money like that's when she was helped like as spoilers for this because rebecca <laughs> is a really cool story if you know when you get to the end the idea is like okay yeah he killed her but she's on his side but tell me how much better it would have been if she was playing him the whole time yeah if she was, it would have been like, so good that would have been proof like she was oh i totally agree this there was, one there was, and there's so many opportunities
2: play. that came up where like you thought she was gonna do something like insane and you're like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. And then you're like, no, no, they were never gonna do this. It never, like it was always, uh, so when you're watching this movie, it kind of <laughs> I feel like it does more harm to the original work, which is an in- impressive thing to do for something that's supposed to be like a modern classic masterpiece. The fact that this movie could do more harm.
0: And then because we're talking about Like, I think Lily James has the ability to carry a movie. Rebecca is not the movie she has the ability to carry. Lily James is great in Mamma Mia. She's great in Cinderella. The idea that she could pull off a role like Rebecca, I don't see it. And I say that as somebody who likes watching her in movies. But she is, like, she fits a, a type. And she doesn't have the range to go past that. At least not from what I've seen. And Rebecca proves that. So but but somehow she has to carry this movie on her back because Army Hammer has never been a leading man. Mm-mm. Like the closest he ever came was the man from Uncle. And it's because he's with another man whose job is just to be pretty and who can't hold a movie on his own. So it's like that's another one that he's ruined because the man from uncle could have been amazing and had so much potential but he is so bad in that movie he drags it down and he's supposed to be a lead character
1: it's like it's what info does army Ammer have that he's was getting these roles like there there's no how who where what when why. why who is it's who, who is this co copart and i want to know who that is
2: does he not just like It's not that he's playing himself in every movie. He has no personality to play. But he like he doesn't know like he's like oh I can memorize some lines.
1: It's like he he thought to himself what job could I do with minimal effort? Actor.
2: Yeah. And he's like and I can say it in like a fun way but it's never going to have any emotion because I'm an emotionless asshole that eats people possibly. I don't know. (laughs) I mean let's say it. Sue me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: smile. i'm kidding I, <laughs> allegedly i don't allegedly. know that he's ever actually given in to his urges i mean i do know that he was abusive
1: yeah we know he's trash no,
2: that's true let's let's not make jokes about something that's probably an actually like serious allegation here
0: those are the articles that everyone's missing as we make the jokes about him being a cannibal which are fucking funny is that like there's like legitimate uh allegations against him uh, that Mm -hmm. have been there for years about how abusive he is um from his wife and like other people that he's seen and 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 yet because he's rich and he's white Mm -hmm. and he's like the Mm -hmm. prototype for a leading man they keep giving him roles and at a certain point it's like i'm glad he's not in your movie anymore for like the things that he's now being kicked off of but the fact that he was there in the first place that's pretty much everything about what you intended to do with this (laughs) So I'm not intending to watch anything he was supposed to be in either. I'll
1: never watch Call Me by My Name as many times as people tell me. I'm just, I can't do it anymore. I was gonna. And I'm sorry
0: for people who liked it. It was overrated. He did a bad job in that movie.
2: Uh, And it wasn't as gay as it could have been. Like the book was much gay. He didn't even, he didn't even eat the peach guys.
1: (laughs) It's been (laughs) undersold to me this whole time. I guess. So. Yes. All right.
0: Call Me By Your Name is oversold aggressively. If, especially if you're somebody who is like, who does read and watch queer content. It, the fact that Call Me By Your Name is the way that it is, is like astonishingly low. But it, like people are so not used to seeing them as a main couple that it's uplifted as this like great queer love mm-hmm. story. And admittedly, I haven't read the book. The book is probably much better at portraying it. The movie, no. Again, the chemistry doesn't exist. He's so much older than Timothy Chalamet. And on top of that, Tim- Timothy Chalamet looks younger than he is, too. So the whole time, I'm like, why am I watching a 40 year old man flirt with his 12 year old? Like, no thanks.
2: <laughs> 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 and hey, Rebecca. yeah so that's rebecca i like i don't know that we need to cover it anymore i think we've made it pretty clear how much of a disappointment this movie was i mean i don't even know that i had high expectations i just was like how could you fuck up a classic right like how hard could be the material exists
0: (laughs) and like even for people to call it like like pretty but no substance Again, you could have gone so much further with the prettiness. Like, you could have given me a feast for my eyes. And I will give a movie a lot of credit if it's that nice to look at. Because I'm not a huge fan of the Crimson Peak movie, but but I've seen it so many times. Because visually, I find it stunning. And Where was
2: that? We we deserve more beautiful,
0: horrifying, gothic elements.
2: Imagine if Guillermo del Toro was in charge of Rebecca. Could you imagine how fucked up that shit would be? (laughs) And instead of making the cinematographer
0: from The Haunting of Hill House, for some reason, letting him direct the sequels to To All the Boys I've Loved Before, Uh, because that's something I don't understand. Let him be the cinematographer for Rebecca. That'll allow. uh uh Because he knows how to make a movie look like a
1: certain thing. Don't get me started on why they made To All the Boys I've Loved Before movie two and three directed by a man
2: christina what is your grievance or disappointing watch slash read uh thank you this is one i find it's a rich area for mining
0: uh to give you some context i watched four seasons of glee so i'm very familiar with things that could have been good and then weren't uh you know i i'll i'll for tv in particular i'll sink in time i'll make a commitment i'll wait to see where we go And for this one, I struggled with what to pick. I struggled with which one I felt was worth talking about. But I think there's one that needs to be talked about the most out of everything. And what really cemented this for me was when I was reading the summary on it for on Wikipedia. I was like, I want to talk about this just so I can give you these two lines. Because what the fuck was this show? Uh, So a couple years ago, I think around 2014, they made a TV show of Sleepy Hollow.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And it starred, I don't even care about the man but he was a big star of it. I don't even remember his name. Let me pull up his, this as part of the usual podcast. Who cares? Tim Misson, whatever. But Nicole Bahari was in it. She was amazing. And this one did what I think everything in 2014 was doing, where it was like, oh, are we making a classic? Oh, we're making a movie? Guess what? It's a TV procedural. It doesn't matter what the original content is. We are making a TV procedural of it. So they make Sleepy Hollow in 2014. And the summary of it, just, I was going to give you two lines because the summary is like 18 paragraphs, but just at the beginning, this is how they choose to describe what happens here. In 1781, Ichabod Crane works for George Washington as a double agent. Crane beheads a horseman who doesn't die. In desperation, Crane wins with a mutual blow. However, Crane next awakes in 2013 Sleepy Hollow with Washington's Bible to guide him. He meets Lieutenant Abigail Mills, who is a cop in a small town. And then he learns the horseman is back and then it, it gives you the whole thing. So you took the story, the initial story of Sleepy Hollow and you were like, I have a great idea. George Washington, his Bible, and then 2013... A black female cop. That's the buddy. That's the buddy cop. Ip- Ichabod crane and a black female cop. And at its core, what what is what have you what is the point here? What is what have you done? How did you get around to this was the best thing to do? Ichabod Crane goes around solving crime. That's what you thought was a good idea. But can I tell you, first season of the show? That's just good. Nicole Bahari is great. Her and the guy that plays the actually have a chemistry that I think works really well. They play off each other. And what I like is that she is very much the main character as her being the like, she's you, you know, you're in this universe with you. You're learning everything about this story through her eyes. So she is excellent at it. And the first season, it's again, it's just this very gothic look even though the concept of it as a like police procedural is absurd in every way, they do a solid job at still making it a very visual show at still keeping you involved. They carry the thread of the apocalypse pretty well. Um, And the, the side characters in it are really great. Orlando Jones is in it and Orlando Jones needs to stop being in shows that are amazing and then terrible because of racist creators because Orlando Jones is great and every time he's in stuff that is not good enough for him <laughs> uh I'm calling out American gods on this so that's what happens you watch the first season of the show and it's excellent then you get to season I can't even remember it might even be as early as season two or season three Nicole Bahari's character and I'm gonna spoil this because I don't think you should watch the show they kill her off And she's not in the show anymore. And the main character is just Ichabod Crane and his like old love interest Katarina. And there's like a whole thing with that. And it just becomes every show you've ever watched. Yeah, dumb. That's exactly what it is. It's absurd. And I wanted to talk about this because Nicole came out recently to talk about her experience on that show and what was going on. And it was, it added so much context to why they killed her off because I was like, in what world? Do you kill off your main character, but it's her? Like, if you really need to wrap up the show, you would get rid of Ichabod Crane. He's 300 years in the future. He's asking to die constantly. In their little, like, team, he is the weaker of the two. And then she was talking about how, at the same time, her and Tim get sick. And they basically get sick with the exact same thing. In real life, Tim tells the showrunners hey i'm sick i need time off they give him a month off to go to england and recover and get better from his illness and they tell her she can't wait who's they, tim tim the main actor the guy that play, sorry the guy that plays ichabod okay, okay. right tim tom tom <laughs> okay, who cares? Who the fuck tom, tom Misson. uh the white man they give him time to recover they give him time off he gets an entire month she gets nothing She has lawyers involved, she has agents involved. She tells them like, I, we are sick with the same thing. Like they clearly caught the same flu or disease or whatever was going around and they tell her no. They schedule her to work like super, to run shots that are super late. They run all of the storylines with her as the main character to compensate for Tom being off. So she has more to film and she's sick and she's like trying to get better and she can't and they t- she talked about how you know as white showrunners as these white male showrunners they then gave her this thing of being difficult to work with after they would not give her literally the exact same benefit that they gave her other cast member both of who are starring members like they are at the same level but she is the beloved one like she is the fan favorite They gave her nothing and then eventually they kill her off and she leaves the show. And it was a while before she was in anything else when she is excellent. She is genuinely a great actress. She's amazing in Miss Juneteenth. Like I'm glad she's now starting to end up on some stuff. But this clearly, in terms of working, was like a a sign of death basically of like we this here's this black woman we're gonna label that she's difficult to work with even though she was literally asking for time to get better and you could have worked around it that show had a lot of side characters and those side characters were also loved orlando jones could have been the lead character of an episode like you did not need to do what you did you did it because you don't care about her because she win her her lawsuit I don't know if she ended up winning any lawsuit against them. I do know that again, she left and she was kind of like, I wanted to I wanted to walk away. They yeah. like forced checkups with her to make sure she was actually sick. You like they me. they did a lot a lot. um, and when you're the lead like when you're the lead actress on a TV show, if you're not feeling well, but you're forced to go up like, you're going to go up like she talks mm-hmm. about how she carried this idea of like, if I don't go and film, all of these people will have nothing to do. Yeah. Like she does not have a choice in that situation if they don't stop filming for her. And they really didn't. She talked about sort of like the emotional weight of that. And I think that's really interesting also coming out now with like Leonard Roberts talking about his time on heroes Mm -hmm. and how basically a relatively similar thing happened with him. But with him, you know, his white co-star didn't like him and they threw him under the bus and killed him off of the show. And he Mm -hmm. talked about that experience or talking about Ray Fisher dealing with DC and dealing with Joss Whedon. Like all of these are coming up and then with all of them, but particularly with Sleepy Hollow You had something people loved. It was unexpected. And openly, the fan base loved Nicole Bart. She, again, she carried that show. The second they got rid of her, the show was canceled after that. The season Mm -hmm. without her is pointless. So you had something popular, high ratings. People enjoyed watching it. You could have run that show for five, six seasons. I think they maybe had three. And they did it because they could not give her the same exact thing that they gave to this white guy.
2: And didn't they, like, create it at, like, the height of Supernatural's popularity? And Grimm oh, yeah. was really popular yeah. at the time, too. Yeah. And, again, all of those, like, it, it was, like, a buddy-style thing. And it was about, like, the dynamic duo, essentially. So, yeah. like, the fact that you're, like, we're just going to make this one white man lane. Who would want to watch that?
0: <laughs> That's the thing. It was... It came in at the right time and people were talking about it. Again, it had a really like decent fan base. They were going to Comic-Cons. They were, Sleepy Hollow could have been it. Because in terms of the actors you had at your disposal, damn, it was good. It was better than Supernatural. Damn. It was better. I say this, it's way better than Grimm. I hated Grimm. Oh yeah, I hated Grimm too. (laughs) They had so much going for them. That first season is genuinely a good season of television. And they literally let their racism, because that's what it was, yeah, ruin their own paycheck.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: that was your show. You could have had this for years, but you decided that. Want to know no. who these people are? And I'm gonna make sure I know. I'm looking them up right now. Let me
1: let me see. Spider-Man Two. Yeah. What else has he done uh, recently? nothing since 2017 oh now you see me too christina uh-oh producer <gasps> only i know i know oh, but star producer trek picard different. picard picard he's writer executive producer i've heard people say that that is good but Someone i think that's also where it comes fire from. this
0: man oh yeah i really hope her coming out now and telling the story does start like it's going to honestly we're probably not going to see any kind of repercussions for these people but I would love to see it like I want people mass to be mad about this one because even if Nicole Hari wasn't an amazing actress who carried that show she wouldn't deserve this either way like it doesn't matter that she was the one that carried the show and that she's an excellent actress and that she didn't deserve any of this she genuinely could have been difficult to work with and not as good as she was and she still would not deserve what happened to her this is 100 on the feet of those showrunner whose names, admittedly, I am forgetting. Um,
1: Roberto did... Orchi and Alexander yeah. something. They work together. So and they, they work together quite frequently, from what Earth, I've yeah. seen. And this is a problem too. Here's
0: the thing: in terms of talent, yeah, they made good stuff. Same similar with Joth Whedon. He's made stuff that's good. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse everything else horrible about them. And it's frustrating to enjoy the first season of Sleepy Hollow, to enjoy Now You See Me too, and even Spider-Man 2. But you know what? There are hundreds of people involved in making movies and a lot of people contribute to making it good. It only took these two being racist dicks to ruin something that hundreds of people worked on to make great. Like their decision to do what they do or to do what they did is what ruined this because this guy like there's no world in which you can have a buddy cop movie and then get rid of the better part of the duo the audience insert of that duo and think you can still have a show but it's men getting in their their own
1: way all the time (sighs) So I think this is super
0: important to talk about. And I think it was important to talk about too. Like if you have a chance if you haven't looked them up, look up her story. She did an article with the Times that was really really good. Leonard Roberts wrote his own um essay about being on heroes it's and what beautiful. happened. Beautiful. It's
2: like it's like heartbreaking, but it's like yeah. so well written. On Absolutely heroes. Stunning. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: What happened? Stun- you heroes? should actually check out. So on heroes he the, so a lot of, and it gives a similar one where a lot of people say that the first season of heroes is one of like the best seasons of tv and then the second season just absolutely falls apart and his character he's a black guy and he is bulletproof or indestructible i can't remember but it's another one of those situations it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a uh, Darwin from the X-Men movie where like literally your whole thing is that you shouldn't be able to die. And yet somehow they managed to kill you off. And you're like, why, how do people keep doing this to black people? Like, I'm smiling because
2: Christina brings up Darwin like constantly.
0: <laughs> All this, I think about it all the time every time someone mentions a superhero i'm like remember when they named his he is called darwin because his whole power is that he can adapt to anything for survival that is his name and somehow he dies in 10 minutes but we're talking about heroes and (laughs) in heroes leonard roberts plays a black guy who again i think i can't remember because it's been so long but i I think he was also indestructible or something like that and he is married to a white woman in the show um and he has a a a beautiful storyline from his point of view of like the way he acts in that show is excellent he has a very interesting storyline with this person but the actress who plays his like white woman wife honestly she sounds super racist she clearly didn't like him she clearly had issues with him they talk about how you know when oh. they had to film scenes where they would be intimate
2: um she would be very standoffish and she would cause a lot she's of problems a, she's sorry to for context she's the same actress that's in Legally Blonde as um Ali Carter I think
1: that's her name yeah
2: Ali Carter yes that's her name yeah,
1: yeah. okay so it's all coming in first full circle for me in my brain yeah <laughs> So she had all
0: these issues and it came to the point where even the showrunners were involved because it was like an open secret, basically, that they did not get along. And the showrunners were like, we feel like it's affecting the show. So they meet with him and they're like, we're having this issue. And he's like, I don't have an issue with her. She has an issue with me. So what, like, if you want to figure this out, we can, but this is not my problem. Like, I'll do anything to make this work. She is not. And the showrunners basically act like, yeah, we know that's true. We know that, you know, she's super difficult and she's the problem, blah, blah, blah. And then they call him in again and they tell him, we're writing you off the show because of this issue, because it's causing so many problems. Like...
2: I guess he can get away be, with it. And like yeah, the crazy part is about his story is that like this man was like on his way to becoming like a huge deal. Like mm-hmm. he'd been in like what a whole season of Buffy at that point. He had been in like how many ever episodes of Heroes at that point. He was like a main like main recurring character essentially on a lot of shows at that point, and then after this, I believe he didn't even work for like a good two years or something before he finally got like a random like extra type type of character. I mean, like a named extra, but like still, it was something that was like not of his, not like their caliber, stations the of his caliber. Yeah, yeah. like he should have been like a regular on a TV show at that point. I want this absolutely. I want this absolutely stalled his career in the tracks. Yeah and
0: it was and again it's very similar when you read it to this story of nicole bahari only with hers but one it's almost even more egregious because it's like literally the two of them were sick at the exact same time and you gave yeah. this one guy a month off to go to another country Ugh. and you couldn't give her a fucking day basically
1: well, like i'm kind of mad but at this male with- co-star like where's the fucking balls to help your coworker? like why weren't you coming stepping up and being like hey this is unfair
0: yeah, that's another one too. The second they wrote her off, like, don't be on the show anymore, buddy. Like,
1: like yeah, where's your outrage? All- she obviously made you better. Like, you together makes you a better actor. I'm looking, we know we have examples of this in the past. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, it's been big- so. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, and then so again, you see the same thing with Leonard Roberts, where. You have an issue where this white woman, quite frankly, she's causing the problem. She's the one that has an issue with this guy. And yet you're going to kill him off. Even though, get his character was more interesting, his storyline could have been more interesting. As an actor, he is better. Sorry. And then they ruin their own show. Hero Season 2 is garbage. It was terrible. And it's it known was terrible. that that show took a massive nosedive. So you have people that have the ability to make something good that completely fuck themselves over because they give into these like racist ideas and they they navigate with those choices
2: and you get but something they, worse. But they also have the, like they have the advantage of knowing that even if that falls through and like all these people lose their jobs, yeah. they're going to have a job at the end of it anyway, because somebody else is going to like, look at them. They're still working somewhere else yeah. and they're perfectly fine.
1: One is writing an MCU. Anyways, I'm activated okay. now. I'm active. <laughs> yeah, you should. Well, it's like, okay, this, a job non exists when you bring in like a third party to come into your set and figure out what the actual problem is. Like, like They don't want that. But you know, that should exist
2: that. that should be protecting like but the- they're not unionized right for the most part no, but unless act- they're working for a very specific production company that like actors- does have it a- oh
1: all- i thought actors-, all actors have a union like they're part of yeah, one Yeah, actors
0: union. are unionized but uh, if as part of the contract like a showrunner says, that- it's not like these guys went out and said hey we're killing you off because we would rather keep the white woman on and not this black guy like they tell him that they're killing him off because we think that his storyline is over and we think we've gone as far as we can
1: with this character. But like that's So, so- they have the ability to do that, you know? And we, like Was it- Ali Carter and him dating, like married on the show? Or they what? were married? Sorry, so how They're did married, you think- they had a kid on the show? How do you get through your fucking auditions and you're like keeping it under the belt that you hate this person this-, this whole time? Like I don't know how it got to that point that you're filming for seasons and then it's only coming up now. Like there must have been furious. the whole time i was reading this article all i could think
2: was they also worked like the kid that they worked with was also black how how the fuck did that happen like how did she react to him was she also like standoffish with the kid like i can't even imagine what that kid probably went through if she was already racist against like a full-grown adult i think also what it comes down to with
0: again that really like very insidious kind of racism is you can see that because of also the audience for Heroes. One thing that he talks about in the article that she mentions is that they, you know, Heroes was super big. They did a variety cover where each couple or each pairing on the show gets their own cover. And the cover that sells the absolute least is the cover with the two of them. And she, like in the conversation she has with him, you can tell he feels that like, she's saying that to him as a dig. Like she thinks it's his fault that they're not liked. But also with the world that we live in, with the people that are watching the show they're seeing this guy and they they are not giving him the investment that they should because there's a, a massive white audience that doesn't care about this black guy and that isn't going to care about this couple. So you definitely get the idea, at least I did from reading it, that she's like, oh, because I am paired up with the black guy on this show, I am not as much of a lead as I could be because people don't care about us. And it's that really like insidious back of the mind racism that you can feel coming out of this, which is really what kills me when people were like, well, you don't know that she was being racist or some white feminist nonsense like just because she was uncomfortable with a sex scene we shouldn't be using that as a flag against her like it, all of those results
2: yeah like when they talk about her shooting like other sex scenes and she was fine with those ones like what's the difference then where's your complaint like arguably those ones were a bit more creepy (laughs) And it's the same story that you're
0: seeing with Ray Fisher talking about working on DCO with Joss Whedon. And he now Mm -hmm. also has lost his job. So all three of these people have lost their job. And 100% the things that they're in are worse without them. Because quite frankly, for them to be Black actors and then for them to be on such a main stage, it's because they're amazing actors. Like the level of good they have to be in comparison to the people that they're working with for them to have the role they do is so high that they are easily the best things in the shows that they're in. And then white showrunners and these white directors are killing them off, are, are abusing them, are not treating them properly. They're now being given these horrible, uh, you're difficult to work with. Their careers are being shot in the foot when they are, all better than the alternative and for heroes and for uh sleep we have 100 proof the moment you lost them your show tanked
1: nobody wanted the to same watch thing anymore. happened on the hundred i don't know if you guys ever watched that i don't think you did but they they there was a main lead in the first i think first and second season and then because the showrunner didn't like him they took him out of the store the main storyline for season three or two sorry shanae so you can and Marina, you can, you can fix me on this later. But it was because he didn't like him, and then he goes on a podcast later. He's like, "Yeah, the nerd didn't like me, so they killed me off." Even though, even though it didn't make any sense. And it's I was in a relationship with the main, one of the main leads, and it's just like you just cut me out of the storyline completely. And it's like, what? And that ended it shittily too. Just gonna say because it didn't make any sense. <sighs> Who's
0: keeping? And this is where, this is where we end up with. Like, we could have something great if we yeah. stop letting. It's particularly as someone who like when I watch Sleepy Hollow, when I watch Heroes, I've always been a big thing of like, oh, I'm glad that they have put some people of color and some black people in the show, even though I want more. I'm glad you have some. So I'll support it. But what's happening is they're picking up one person, they're throwing them in there. That actor is now being constantly traumatized on a fucking daily basis.
2: Uh, and then it like, why were they allowed to be in the show at all? It's just ruined their careers. Yeah yeah like you yeah. you've almost like made it made it worse like it's just, yeah it like it boggles my mind because it's like it's racism to the point where like they don't care if it does well like it doesn't it doesn't matter what the numbers yeah. say nothing matter logic doesn't matter not if it's going to be about people that are like BIPOC in this case like it's just it does not matter and like even like look at something like um like something like charmed it's on it's like and i'm like really proud of this by the way because i had no idea charmed hasn't been canceled because people are fucking watching it it's like almost nearly an all black cast at this point and it's like it's on like season three or something and it's still going like i don't like (laughs) i'm amazed and it's not like it's like any better or worse than anything else but i think it's just like the idea that there are people that are willing to watch it for the right reasons and then they're just like (laughs) <laughs> Let's just fucking ru- like yeah. they haven't done anything to ruin it, and like the proof is there. Like it's not like oh we need to prove that people want to watch yeah. people that are so not white.
0: A <laughs> lot of these right showrunners, it's also clear they don't understand, and this happens all the time, where people who are making shows don't understand the draw of their show. You see this a lot with teen yeah. shows, to be honest, where they, they clearly do. hate yeah. their audience. You know, I like, we could talk, one of the things I had on here was Teen Wolf. Cause I think Teen Wolf is one you could talk about too. Where like they clearly like did not like why people like that show. Like you see this stuff happen all the time. But with these in particular, they clearly don't understand that they are unwilling because of their own racism to see the value that these Black actors are putting for their show in. CP Hollow is nothing without Nicole Bihari. It's nothing without Orlando Jones. He also created a character that was, again, super interesting to watch. And then again, take it back to American Gods. He was the best part of that show. And then because of racist right showrunners, he left. And you, you lost the best part of your entire show because of that. He's a main character. And here we are. And we just end up in this place back again, over and over again. American Gods, it's failing. Sleepy also, Hollow failed. Heroes guy, failed.
1: Ricky we- Ricky Wheatley was on American Gods, but he was kicked off of The 100 because of the oh, show. Oh, is run. that the guy? It's all connected, guys. It's all connected. It's like, it's my. I don't modeling- know enough about- there's like, you know who that character. There's is. like one, there's one, um, one podcast. But it's like, don't you create the show? Don't you want the best for your show? Like, regardless of anything, like you, to me, it's like you don't even care about the story you're creating. You just
2: yeah. But this is the thing: these white people in charge don't know what's best. They don't they absolutely. Do not take them out. Let's get somebody else and put those I actors don't... in their place. They probably know better. They we've also seen so many <laughs> times. We've
0: seen so many times how white showrunners and white creators literally fall into like by accident making good shit. Because again, it takes hundreds of people to make something good. The only, you need to look no further than game of Thrones. Yeah. Then you had no experience creating anything of this caliber or the size you fell into it. The first few seasons, excellent left to your own devices. These white dudes made one of the worst endings in history of television and are still being given more shows because they had no idea what made that show good. They did not know what was going on. And that's why I also really appreciate shows where I feel like the showrunners listen to the audience and you can see that in in the shows. Um, not to bring it back to Shadowhunters, but that's <laughs> another show that I feel like did that really well, just FYI.
1: But I feel like um, people more people paid attention to Shadowhunters and like studied what they did and how they incorporated like fan comments like you every show would be ten thousand times more better
0: you know but it not to praise a white man i think umbrella academy steve blackman i think he did a much better job at finding out what people liked and letting that flourish in the second season but and now, now finding about where season three could be going i think they're still doing that
1: but like you can tell that man loves his show like yeah he has yeah. fun with it the, the actors are having fun with it it's like they care about them i.e. they got a new salary bump increase like that's the kind of shit you want to be seeing and you
0: <laughs> it all comes down to the mamma mia rule things are better when you can tell that the people on the show are having yeah, a good time 100 so stop letting white people that make bad times be in charge of shows they shouldn't be allowed because they create terrible things when people are having a good time you get mom mia that shit's great <laughs> what,
1: what other shows do people have good times on i would like a list i think i feel like people genuinely like gilmore girls when they were filming it since that was fresh in my mind what else is there is it i mean like this all
2: this whole conversation reminds me of not to bring not to bring it back to like rebecca but at the end of the movie of rebecca yeah Yeah. there's the fire manderley is on fire and Mm -hmm. they say we can never return and this reminds me of that all of this (laughs) burn all of it burn it down start fresh
0: we don't need it. Don't let the people who made, even if they make good things that I've enjoyed, don't let the people that made Sleepy Hollow and did this Nicole Bahari do anything ever again. Because she you know so somebody else
2: will do it a hundred times better. Like, if somebody can do it just, like, this mediocre way that they're doing it, no, no. Try again. <laughs> I feel like we've been really activated and we all need a nap
1: now. <laughs> I it just might piss me off. People get jobs they don't even deserve. I mean... <sighs> This god damn it we live in i know it is i'm just like should i just give it all up and like do what i'm gonna go live in a hut <laughs> in the wilderness and never watch a media item again
0: i can't help myself i just keep going. <laughs> I would love to be someone of a talent to create things but i don't so i just watch things and get really mad that they didn't do what i would do
1: I and that's why we know. have this
0: podcast
1: like if I ever wrote a show, I'd de- you'd be my not. first critic to come in and you'd be like, This is bullshit, garbage. And I'd be like, Thank you for your honesty. It just got sold, you know? <laughs> and not those are our grievances. I've been I'm like overwhelmed. I'm like underwhelmed. I'm, like I'm like tired. Oof. This has been a long Sunday. It's
0: a long weekend. All three of us were like, man, we shouldn't have waited to record because we would have loved to not do anything this weekend instead. That's another grievance. I am aggrieved that we chose to record this episode (laughs) this weekend and didn't think and plan in advance because I didn't want to do anything this weekend. But this is the world we live in. This is the decisions we've made. The episode is now done. We're all ready for a nap. As a reminder to our listeners, my could have been better was Sleepy Hollow, which was a TV show.
2: Mine was Rebecca, the 2020 movie.
1: Mine is a Vampire Academy. Boom, 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 boom. Go and watch it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we thank you guys so
0: much for listening. You can let us know what your grievances and your could have been better are on Twitter and on Instagram at EatsCast. I am also very aggrieved that no one ever replies to us on these <laughs> platforms to tell us about their things because this whole podcast is just an excuse to talk about media with people. So I'd love to know what you guys are feeling. Um, you can find us there to let us know. Or I'm going to throw a curveball. ball. What are your issues with this podcast? <laughs> because I want to know so that we can change them and fix them or we can disagree with you. Either option yeah. is fine. How how
2: have we aggrieved you?
0: Yes. Should People we- just keep telling us that we have great chemistry. And I love that for us. That's not the kind of feedback I need, though. I need <laughs> an I need an action item. Like I need what, something though? that I can I can work on, you know? So please let us know. Uh, and thanks so much for listening. Bye. 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 We are losing our minds every so often she retweets her initial tweet about darwin and x-men and being mad about it and every time i see it i immediately retweet it because I we feel the same way. We are both just as mad constantly. You're both, you're both the only two retweeting it. <laughs> just every, every, listen, those tweets do numbers on her side, okay? Her side, because she actually has followers, not like us. Uh, <laughs> her tweets do numbers because people are still as they should be the audacity his power was to adapt to anything for the purposes of survival and he was a black man in the 1960s and then you killed him 20 minutes into Ruby, and he's the only one that dies i don't understand